The following program is not brought to you by the National Dental Information Association, who do not affirm the following information. This program has been shown to be an effective decay-preventing dentifrist when used in a conscientiously applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. When you need a private eye and times are tough, you may not have the resources to afford Mr. and Mrs. North, Barry Craig, Rocky Fortune, or Charles Hayward. So who can you turn to except... T-Bone Stone, the discount detective. Yes, T-Bone Stone gives you more value for your covert detection dollar. Today's exciting episode is called The Case of the Bloodborne Boa Constrictor and stars Jake Vandebreak as T-Bone Stone, the discount detective. We're very excited about our most recent sponsor, announcing the brand new, long-awaited-for, revolutionary Doobie Doobie Ding Dong Dilly, the last product you will ever buy. Only available where products are sold. We open this story with T-Bone quietly sitting in his office behind his desk, not bothering anyone. What the heck was that for? Hey, sound boy, what's the deal with the bump 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 flourish? The announcer didn't say anything startling or surprising. Hey, Mr. Big Shot, don't call me sound boy. In the future, you will refer to me as the Production Audio Engineer. Production Audio Engineer? What's that all about? And by the way, I'm not Mr. Big Shot. Well, I am Mr. Big Shot because it's my show. And you are to call me T-Bone Stone or Sir. Well, T-Bone Stone. Please, call me T-Bone. Well, T-Bone. Call me T-Bone Stone or Sir. You just said... Hey, what you gonna do? What I tell ya, or what I tell ya? What are you two guys doing? I look away for two seconds and you're at loggerheads. Mr. Director, sir, he keeps calling me Sound Guy or Sound Boy or some other demeaning name. And I want to be given more respect from the so-called talent. You had better be a little more careful what you say. Remember, it's his name on the title of the show. Also, he carries a gun. Did you ever hear what happened to the sassy announcer back about 18 or 20 episodes ago? No, but I did hear a legend about the Hilarity 200 incident from a colleague. That's no legend. T-Bone was given a yellow card after that episode, and all the members of the Radio Rules Committee got exploding cigars at the next New Year's Eve party. You catch my drift? I'm the director. Let me handle this. Um, T-Bone, can we get on with the episode and take this matter up later? Sure. Never let it be said that I didn't do the very least I could do. But I got my eyes on you. Both of you. Alright, bring up the music. Then throw it to the announcer. Well, after wasting three pages of dialogue, we open this episode with T-Bone quietly sitting in his office behind his desk, not bothering anyone. Uh, announcer, you said story before. What? You said, and I quote, We open this story with T-Bone quietly sitting in his office behind his desk, not bothering anyone. Unquote. Okay, T-Bone. What's going on now? Announcer boy over there didn't say his line correctly. Let it go, T-Bone. We're over halfway to the first break, and all you've done is bicker with the crew. Just relax. We'll start again with the announcer's dialogue. 
Forget the music. Just cue the announcer. We open with T-Bone quietly sitting in his office behind his desk, not annoying anyone. Gotcha that time, Mr. Smart Guy. I heard that, announcer boy. Now I'm watching you, too. Come on, T-Bone. Just get on with it. Do you want some, too, Mr. Hoity-Toity Director? Mr. Hoity-Toity Director? What's gotten into you, T-Bone? It's almost time for the first break, and you're freaking out at the crew. This isn't like you. Tell me something, Mr. Hoity-Toity Director. What exactly do you do for this show? As a director, I control the artistic and dramatic aspects of the script while guiding the crew and actors in the fulfillment of that goal. What? Are you kidding? The director has a key role in choosing the cast, production design, and all the creative aspects of the production. Whoa! Slow down, buckaroo! You're talking faster than I can listen! I give direction to the cast and crew and create an overall vision through which the production is edited. Wait a minute, Mr. Director Fella. Let's look at what you said and figure out what you do. Let me check the script here. Hurry up. We gotta throw this to a break soon. Don't worry about breaks, bucko. Let me see. You said you control the aspects of the script while guiding the crew and actors. In a manner of speaking. I beg to differ. The writer controls the script, and the actors do what the dialogue director instructs. Well, directors have a role in choosing the casting, production design, and all the creative aspects of the production. Huh. I've never seen you at a pre-production meeting. Or slaving over the final script with the writer and dialogue director. Or overseeing the final edit. And as far as production design, hello? This is audio. The art director is the guy who designed the T-Bone Stone logo for the website, and you weren't even around then. Well, I was there in spirit. You claim that you give direction to the cast and crew and create an overall vision through which production is edited. One of my strong points, if I may add. Once again, you're seldom there when the voice actors record their parts and never there when the editor puts the recorded parts together. But I'm the director. The announcer says so in the credits. Yeah. I'm gonna have to talk to the writer about that. Remember, I'm T-Bone Stone, the discount detective, the star of this show. And if I want to, I could drop you like second period Latin. So, Mr. Production Audio Engineer, swell the theme music and throw this to a break if you please. T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective is a very amateur broadcast theater production written by Donald Spicer and supposedly directed by some guy allegedly known as Doug Schaefer. As we hopefully start the next act of The Case of the Bloodborne Boa Constrictor, T-Bone is not so quietly sitting in his office behind his desk, not bothering anyone except the director. So, Mr. Fancy Smancy Director, can we start the episode... Or do you have some other happy horse pocket to waste our valuable podcast time? Uh, director dude, are you there? Is there someone in there with you, boss? I thought I heard voices. No, Verna. The window's open, and there are some guys yelling outside. But there is no window in your office, T-Bone. Are you sure you're okay? Everything's fine, Verna. I just want to get this episode started. T-Bone, is this another dream episode? I thought the writer promised there wouldn't be any more of those. There's only one way to tell if this is a dream episode. How's that, boss? Quick, Verna. 
What color is your hair? The T-Bone, I've never been described in any episode. How does that help us know it's a dream episode? I don't know. I thought I could deflect the issue by asking an unanswerable question. How is that unanswerable? My hair is black with blue shimmers, like it's always been. You failed miserably. Wait a minute, Billy's here. Should I send him in? Sure, Verna, send him in. And check if he has that window I ordered. Hiya, T-Bone. What's with the sound of horses? We're not in a stable, are we? It must be that sound guy. I mean, production audio engineer trying to mess with my head. Well, he's doing a great job on my head. So why am I here? My billy senses weren't tingling. And why is the director huddled up in a fetal position in the corner whimpering? I guess he found out how futile his job is. Yeah, I wondered why you kept him around. I keep him around for comic relief. Billy, you know that you're the second most important character in the show. I heard that. You should make sure you- Erna, it goes without saying that- Careful what you say next, T-Bone. You may have painted yourself into a corner. Uh, Mr. Production Audio Engineer, swell the music and throw this to a break while I figure this out. Sorry, T-Bone, it's too early to throw it to a break. You know, RRC rules and all. Blast the radio rules committee. Be careful what you say. The RRC has ears everywhere. You mean like the big mindless government bureaucracy? T-Bone, this is the director. I may not do much around here, but I do know something about the Radio Rules Committee. They're everywhere. They even spy on the big mindless government bureaucracy. Is the flourish for the mindless government bureaucracy comment? Or because of what you were about to say to Verna? I know Verna is just as valuable to you as I am. Yeah, T-Bone, we all work together here. Billy and I are both equally valuable associates. Wait a minute. How do we get from fear of the government to a kumbaya moment? Remember, it was too soon to throw the show to a break, so to avoid a problem with the RRC, you padded out the dialogue until you achieved the minimum time needed to swell the music. Good plan, T-Bone. Well, what do we do now? You could say, Well, what do we do now? Good plan. Let's do that. Uh, he already said that. Oh, yeah. Anybody else got any ideas? That's all that was needed. You can throw it to a break now without violating the rules. Well, sound guy, swell the music and throw it to a break. Uh, T-Bone, there is no sound guy here. Why don't you try again? Oh, sorry. Mr. Production Audio Engineer, swell the music and throw this to a break. T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective, is a very amateur broadcast theater production starring Jake Vandebrake as T-Bone Stone and Kirk Spicer as Billy Biggs. Today's episode is brought to you by the new, innovative Doobie Doobie Ding Dong Dilly. Do you need to quick mop your floor? Do you have a loose doorknob? Got dandruff? You need a doobie doobie ding dong dilly. Accept no substitutes. As we return to the next act of the case of the bloodborne boa constrictor, T Bone asks Billy a critically important question. Hey Billy, why are you here? We don't have a case yet. I guess I just dropped by to help pad out the story a bit. I know the listeners can't see this, but you look a little uh under the weather. Are you okay? I accidentally took a couple of Verna's Midol for a headache a couple of days ago, 
and frankly, I've been feeling a bit irritable ever since. Alright everybody, freeze! You've always wanted to say that, haven't you, detective? Yeah, ever since that episode with the macadamia spies, I've wanted to burst in a room and yell, Alright everybody, freeze! Wait a minute, in that episode you burst into the abandoned warehouse and yelled, That's enough, Bruneheart! Are you sure? It's been quite a while ago. Yeah, that was episode number four, Case of the Twin Palms. Oh yeah, I remember now. Then that Forrest Kirby guy of the MBI came in and shanghaied the whole case. I remember that. He got all the credit and all I got was rope burn for being tied to a chair. Wait a minute, T-Bone. Why is Detective Crenshaw here? Yeah, and why did he yell, All right, everybody, freeze! I was sent here by the Radio Rules Committee. The RRC is concerned that you're already in the third act and there isn't a case or even a client yet. That does seem a little odd, doesn't it, boss? Let me explain before we get hauled down to the police station charged with some phony baloney RRC rules violation and thrown into cells. We are trying to create a new podcast concept. A new way to present non-linear narratives. Nouveau artistic ideas exploring the inventive methods of imaginative and ingenious techniques of psychodrama. But this is supposed to be a comedy. Quiet, Verna. He's on a roll. So that's what happened to the cinnamon roll I brought in this morning. Let me finish. Where was I? Oh yeah. Exploring the inventive methods of imaginative and ingenious techniques of psychodrama. Or rather, a psycho-humorous system employing the development of new mythologies that postdate the traditional symbolism of human culture and intellectual norms. We include story-slash-vocabulary ideas that don't require visual stimuli, thus allowing the listener to recast the narrative by employing his or her own personal archetypical experiences. Did anybody understand a word that he said? I'm impressed by that five-syllable word he used there at the end. Does anybody understand what it means? Not me. What does it mean, Billy? What's important is what T-Bone thinks it means. Okay. What does it mean, T-Bone? How should I know? I heard the word somewhere and thought I'd include it with the rest of the idiotic dribble I was spewing. Well played, T-Bone. But the RRC wants you guys behind bars before the next break in the episode. This does create a bit of a conundrum in the story. Oh, please, don't get T-Bone started on the conundrum wrapped in other stuff. Thanks, Billy. But I have a scathingly brilliant idea. Uh Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. No, wait a minute. Crenshaw said, and I quote, The RRC wants you guys behind bars before the next break in the episode. Unquote. Yeah? How does that help? We just duck out the back of the building and go down the alley until we get behind Joe's bar. Voila! We're behind a bar, and it's not that far. It won't work, T-Bone. According to Detective Crenshaw, the RRC wants us behind bars. Bars. Plural, not a bar. T-Bone, they want to make an example out of you. Has anyone split an infinitive or dropped a G in their dialogue? I don't know anything about splitting infinitives, but we drop Gs all the time. We even end sentences with prepositions. Relax, everyone. At least we haven't taught improper fractions to underage children. Yeah, at least we have that going for us. Wait a minute, guys. If the RRC wanted to silence us, 
All they'd have to do is have the production audio engineer pot down our microphones and no one could hear us. You're right. I haven't gotten any orders from the RRC yet. Good. Let's keep it that way. Uh Uh-oh. Here comes a coded message from the RRC. What does it say? Yeah, tell us. Hmm. Let me see here. Hurry up. Yeah, sound guy. That's production audio engineer to you, smart guy. Sorry, force of habit. To decode R, go to column 3, and transpose the letter with- For goodness sakes, hurry up! Hey, I only have three hands here. Less interruptions, please. Three hands? What are you talking about? This is audio. They can't see how many hands I have, so give me a break. Billy, go over there and count how many hands he has. On it, T-Bone. Wait, it says, throw it to a bread. Throw it to a bread? What does that mean? I brought in a cinnamon roll this morning, but that's sweet bread. Wait, that last letter's a K, not a T. It says, throw it to a break. Yeah, it's break, not bread. Go figure. So what are you waiting for, Mr. Sound Guy? I mean, production audio engineer. Whew, that was close. We return to the case of the Bloodborne Boa Constrictor and the next act of T-Bone Stone, the Discount Detective. As we return you to the episode, the sound guy is saying... Hey, that's production audio engineer to you, fella. Oh, uh, sorry. I mean, as we return you to the episode, the production audio engineer has just decoded a message from the RRC. Hello? Is anybody there? Verna? Are you there? Billy, are you there? Hello, is anybody there? Maybe I need to continue my narration. Announcer, could you repeat the last line you spoke? Certainly. As we return you to the episode, the production audio engineer has just decoded a message from the RRC. All right. There is no sound effect of shuffling paper. The production audio engineer is uncharacteristically quiet. And I don't hear Verna, Billy, or Detective Crenshaw. But I can speak, T-Bone. Are we in some sort of alternate audio universe? T-Bone, I'm afraid that the RRC has muted everyone's microphone except ours. What can we do, T-Bone? Whatever are we to do? I think we're going to have to appeal to the writer to write us out of this dilemma. I agree. Go on, T-Bone. You're the star of this show. I'm right behind you. Uh, figuratively, at least. Okay, then. I'm making this request without the narration effect. That had the effect. Did you just try? Yes, I did. I'll try again. Do you think you should do that? It could be perilous. Perilous or not, I gotta try. I'm making this appeal to the writer to speak to those of us still left in the cast. What do you want? You know I'm not supposed to be a vocal participant in this performance. Madam writer, sir. Oh, great and wondrous creator of the story in which we are performing. Please, rewrite the episode from this point forth to include the other characters. If it be within your power and scope, and get us out of this echo chamber. If it be within my power and scope? The Radio Rules Committee has no power over the words I write. I'm in the Writers' Federation. I control who speaks and who has no lines. I control sound effect options 
I even control the music choices. Do you also control what the announcer says? Of course. So why did you have me say episode instead of story back in Act 1? What? Oh, yeah, it must have been a typo. A typo? Don't you edit your own words? Do I need to tell the Writers Federation about this? Did I say typo? I meant I was helping T-Bone pad out the episode. Yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking with it. Enough, you two! Benevolent author, will you help us out in this situation? Mm, well, let me see. Normally I would tell you to throw this to a break and when we returned, the cast would be back to normal. But as you say, our microphones are all muted, so we need something else. I've got an idea. An answer. You normally stand pretty close to the production audio engineer. I'll throw it to a break and you flip the switches to bring up the music. But T-Bone, I could get in trouble with the RRC and the audio engineer's local number 141 if they catch me. Blast the RRC and the audio engineer's local number 141. We need to get the rest of the cast back. Hey, wait a minute. How about time travel? Not a bad idea. Say, Madam Ryder, could you concoct some sort of time travel scenario to take us back in time? Time travel? Are you out of your mind? That's the cheapest trick in the book. Right after that dream episode gimmick. No one would ever buy time travel. What are you talking about? They buy the RRC, Crossroads City, and the Mount of County Cristo. They'll believe anything. T-Bone's right. Our audience is not that sophisticated. Yeah. If they believe that Polly Posey can talk, they'll believe anything. You've wasted a whole page of dialogue with this silly time travel nonsense, and we gotta finish this story. So, T-Bone, swell the music and throw this to a break. Are you sure this is going to work? Trust me, T-Bone. Okay. Swell the music and throw us to a break. As we return you to this episode, the production audio engineer is working on decoding a message from the RRC. The message says, throw to a break. So, throw to a break. Wait a minute. We just had a break. I bet you there's some RRC rule that says you can't throw the episode to two breaks on the same page. It would be just like them to have a rule like that. Wait a minute. I hear something. It's a twister! It's a twister! That's your cue, sound man. Oh, sorry. I was, uh... Herding lobsters for a minute. Wow, Verna. Where were we? I don't know, Billy. It was weird. How long have we been gone, T-Bone? About five minutes. Where were you? It was a strange, mysterious realm, T-Bone. I'm not sure where we were. It was a magical place. And you were there? And you were there? You were there, too. She pointed at me and the sound man. Billy pointed at the announcer. Hey, was I there? I didn't see you. Maybe you were the guy behind the curtain. I thought the guy behind the curtain was Santa Claus. Santa Claus? This isn't a Christmas episode, is it? I haven't wrapped any presents yet. Why don't you just wrap up this episode? It'll be a pretty short episode. That's okay. I get paid the same whether the episode is short or long. Besides, there's no kind of structure to this podcast form. No structure? What are you talking about? Forget it, Stone. Let's just show our listeners some mercy and let it end. 
It's the kind thing to do. Okay, Billy. Let's call it here and now. But T-Bone, you can't call it now. We haven't done product placement yet. Great call, Billy. Don't want to violate any contracts here. Nice ding-dong dilly you're wearing, detective. Really brings out the color on your brow. Can it, Stone? Well, this isn't going to please the sponsor. Verna, can you do better? Mama loved the dooby-dooby-ding-dong-dilly you gave her for her birthday. She says it keeps her so warm at night, and her teeth have never been brighter. Excellent, Verna. I knew I could count on you. Now, to end this thing. But T-Bone, there's no punchline to this episode. That wrap-up-this-episode comment by the announcer just won't do. Okay, okay. I got a punchline for you. Verna, take it away. Sure thing, T-Bone. Anybody care for some punch? You've been listening to T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective, a very amateur broadcast theater production starring Jake Vandenbreak as T-Bone Stone and Kirk Spicer as Billy Biggs and the three-handed sound guy. Also starring Gloriana Spicer as Verna Gibson and Rick Ice as Detective Crenshaw. Additional cast members are Gracie D as the writer and Gigi Vance voice the director. The Case of the Bloodborne Boa Constrictor was written by Donald Spicer and continues to be directed by Doug Schaefer. Be sure to catch our next show when T-Bone Stone says... A figure of a lemniscate-shaped curve. A Tai Chi advertisement on a chai tea box and a quantum fluctuation interacting with the Planck constant which triggers the Deutsch proposition and the EDR proposal. Though absolutely nothing in the case of the unusual side effect. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Doobie Doobie Ding Dong Dilly. Our avant-garde research and development department has come up with cutting-edge technology that allows for maximum diversity in minimal packaging. The Doobie Doobie Ding Dong Dilly. Everybody needs at least one. The art director was George Venegas, and music was by the Feslian Studios. This is the announcer speaking. Polly Posey thinks we need a new writer. (laughs) 